The Automotive News Canada podcast is brought to you by Diamond Coat. Did you know Diamond Coat has a 96% claims approval rate? This translates into happy customers and repeat service business. But really, you get much, much more when you become a Diamond Coat dealer. Advantages like in-house chemical manufacturing, product fulfillment, bilingual claims support, and a highly experienced team with decades of F&I experience. Visit diamondk-o-t-e.com to get started. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the June 17th Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. We've got two guests today and a bit of a taxing show for you, so stick with me as I lay the foundation for our program. A recent report from Canada's Parliamentary Budget Officer warns that a federal luxury tax applied to vehicles with a cost of more than $100,000 will result in more than $100 million in lost annual luxury vehicle sales. Despite industry opposition to the levy, the federal government intends to implement the tax on September 1st. When asked by Automotive News Canada whether the federal government intends to stick to that timeline and whether the government will help offset costs to dealers, Jessica Iratu, a spokeswoman for the Office of the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance, said in a statement to Automotive News Canada that, quote, the government was re-elected on a platform that included a commitment to bring forward a luxury tax on yachts, private jets, and luxury cars, and implementing this measure remains a priority. Fighting COVID-19 required an extraordinary effort on the part of all Canadians and an extraordinary amount of public funds to provide free vaccines and income support so we could bounce back quickly. It is only right and fair that the very wealthiest are asked to pay their fair share, end quote. David Kennedy, our Toronto Bureau Chief, asked our guest today, Hugh Williams of the Canadian Automobile Dealers Association and FAF Automotive Partners CEO Chris Faff, how they're feeling about the tax, what it might do to business, and whether they're ready to give up that fight. All of that on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We started by asking Hugh Williams what he and his association believe is wrong with the tax. We've recognized that the government is not listening on this. We've met with it recently with the Liberal Auto Caucus, which are all the MPs that care about this, this, this issue. And, you know, We've explained to them that, okay, if you're not going to back off on this, which you should do, and one of the reasons I'll give you to back off, off on this is we know that the Department of Finance officials that are, are tasked with this, you know, making good on this wonky election promise, they hate this tax. They absolutely uh, think it's unworkable, but they have to follow orders to, to get it done. And the reason why it's abhorrent to them and, and why they, they, they think it's such a bad idea is because we already have a very elegant tax system that as you buy a more expensive vehicle, you know, if you buy a vehicle that's worth $100,000, you, you pay more in tax than if you buy a, a, a you know, you could more in HST, you know, double from a 50,000 car if you're buying a $100,000 car. If you buy a 200,000 car, you know, it doubles, doubles again. So the system is built around uh, people who buy more expensive cars pay more. And that's the way it should work. That's the way it's designed to work. Everybody can accept that. You know, putting on this extra made-up tax that is going to be, you know, going to you know, cost serious sales and cost jobs for technicians, you know, service people, 
Williams also explained how the implementation of the tax brings with it a capital cost to dealers. Any dealer who sells a car over $100,000, not just luxury dealers, but any dealer who sells a car over $100,000 is going to have to have this separate registration system through CIA, which is enormously complicated and expensive to administer. So, you know, there's a, there's a whole separate system that has to be set up. It's not like an added point in GSP or something. It's, it's an entirely separate registration of, of the tax. And secondly, every tax form that, you know, CRA and, and finance and, and, and the current government haven't figured out, that every, every you know, sales form that, that is printed by industry associations, uh, dealer associations, you know, computer programs are all going to have to be changed to accommodate this one you know, a uh, highly specialized tax, and that's you know, really causing a, a nightmare. And we still don't know exactly what that process will look like. And, and we know that the, the folks at the area are, are you know, trying, to, trying to cobble that together over the summer. So what does the Canadian Automobile Dealers Association want? In talking to the, the Liberal Automotive Caucus, you know, said, listen, we understand you guys aren't going to move off this, this you know, uh, ridiculous uh, approach. But you at least have to make the concession that a province like British Columbia, who already has a tax, uh, a luxury tax in place, should get credit for that. There should be a rebate system. There should be a system that allows for, um, you, you know, a, 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 the tax either not to apply or to be rebated. In, in the same way that for the carbon tax, uh, provinces that put in a carbon tax system weren't, it weren't subject to the carbon tax. Uh, federally, there's lots of of uh, historical examples of, of where the government can do that. Uh, and even though we know um, Minister Freeland's office and, and the Department of Finance looked at those exa- examples to try to do that, they ultimately made the decision that they were going to apply it across, across the board. So, you know, both BC and Quebec have different versions of a luxury tax. Those should be taken into account. And the second thing we've asked them to take into account and, and uh, you know, pressed on is if, if, if we're willing for an all-in strategy to get EVs to the marketplace, uh, taxing EVs over a hundred grand with a specialty tax just doesn't make sense. I mean, we should be we should be removing barriers at every car class to to, um, uh, to to the marketplace as opposed to adding adding taxes to it. We'll be right back after this short break. If you're a car dealer today. Odds are you're facing a lot of new realities when it comes to reaching your customers. With inventory shortages, a shift towards buying cars online, selling a new vehicle isn't easy. Every touchpoint counts, whether it's online or in person. Let Diamond Co. work with you to make those kinds of connections in this ever-changing world. Diamond Co. is committed to our dealers by partnering with national digital retailers making it simple for you to include our products onto your website, completing your end-to-end digital retail offering. We will work with your team to ensure your F&I product suite is complete, driving customers back to your dealership for test drives and finalizing the deal. Enabling a smooth transition online to an in-person visit is the kind of commitment that has made Diamond Coat Canada's most trusted warranty provider for automotive dealers, manufacturers, and customers alike. And remember, Diamond Coat offers the most comprehensive line of products and programs all available through one company, a true one-stop shop. 
For more information about our products, visit diamondk-o-t-e.com. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Welcome back to the podcast where I'm speaking with Hugh Williams of the Canadian Automobile Dealers Association and Chris Pfaff of Pfaff Automotive Partners. We're breaking down the federal luxury tax and what it could mean to dealers. Even though the tax is set to be implemented September 1st, Williams said his association is still talking to persuade politicians to at least amend the tax, but he explains why little, if anything, will change. We're certainly talking to members of parliament hoping to get to, to, to get them to amend it. Uh, we're certainly talking to uh, senators with the hope to get them to, to, to amend it. The problem is, of course, they put this as part of a budget package, so it's so No matter what happens, Williams promised to fight on. This is an issue that we're not going to be dropping one way or the other. I mean, the, the you know, this isn't, okay, we put the luxury tax on, on and we're not going to talk about it again. We'll be holding the government to account uh, as we go forward on this. And, and we certainly started, you know, talking to opposition parties about what's wrong with it. You know, the interesting part about this is it's hard to find, you know, a member of parliament who will tell you candidly that they think this is a good idea. So, what do dealers on the ground think about the luxury tax? How are they preparing? We caught up with Faf Automotive Partners CEO Chris Faf, who is concerned not just about the federal luxury tax, but taxation in Canada in general. You need to know that in British Columbia, it's a double taxation, and then it's tax on tax on tax. So, I think it's gotten out of control here. So, I, again, you know... I, there, the impact, I think, is a, a total 40 percent tax on the vehicle, which is which is which is crazy. So that's a bigger impact. There's still going to be a big, big impact in the rest of the country and in Ontario. Um, and so it's, it's really hard to say, you know, because we're an unusual market right now where we have such pent up demand. You could argue that this is the best time of ever to implement this tax. But. Long term, not not long term, medium term. I think it's going to have an impact. Faf says he's already been affected by the luxury tax, and it's not even in force yet. We are seeing cancellation on orders, hmm. uh, and we've been seeing clients trying to get in under that September first deadline. Um, 
you know, which because of all the disruptions is, is very challenging right now. So, yeah, it's going to have a big impact and it's, it's not great. And some customers are very aware of it. And of course, there's been a lot of stories, not so much with automotive, but with, with uh, airplanes and, and boating as well recently, which sort of brought it back into the, into the limelight. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, some customers, it's, they just, don't want to pay that money they can't af- you know they, they don't want to pay that additional money they can't afford to pay that additional money and there's some people out of principle that are just saying oh, i'm not i'm not doing that then and listen i gotta tell you there's a lot of avoidance uh, as well tactics i'm going to register my car in the u.s i'm going to register my car in alberta versus bc um and and people start thinking creatively about how they can get around this as well faf like the pbo says the tax carries more than monetary cost at the end of the day, it's not the wealthy that are going to suffer. It's when we start losing jobs in the, in the service sector, uh, servicing who services these cars, who sells these cars. I think those are the people that are penalized unfairly. The PBO says the federal luxury tax could lead to 20% decline in annual sales of luxury vehicles. FAF says that's possible. When they implemented this tax in British Columbia four years ago, I guess now, that, that impact was much more severe um, than 20%. And then there was a little bit of a recovery from there on in. But uh, no, we haven't run internal numbers yet on, on how to look at it. Again, it's very difficult right now because the, you know, the car market is in such an unusual situation historically. So what's FAF Automotive doing to prepare for the luxury tax? I was talking to my one of our ops people yesterday about this, and they're getting inconsistent answers from various areas. So we had KPMG analyzed to us as best as they could, and we're not getting clarity on exactly what the policy is still. So how do you prepare for something when you when it's not a final document yet? The only thing we're doing is when we're taking orders from clients and we know for a fact that it, it, it won't get through that deadline, we are notifying them right now that there is this additional tax so that they can make a decision right at the time of order, whether that's you know going to work for them or not. FAF explained how the luxury tax will affect lease payments as well. The HST tax on a lease is amortized over the term of the lease. This tax, the luxury tax, is all paid up front. Right. So you need to recover it immediately. So it will have an impact on the leasing side. There's not, you know, one of the benefits of leasing is you can spread out that tax over the term of the lease this and, and, and over the actual use of the car as opposed to the total value. But that's not the case with this luxury tax, so that'll make it again more challenging. Finally, when asked if leaving the luxury market altogether is something he and other dealers are considering, here's what Faf had to say. Absolutely, it comes to mind because you start thinking it's it's there's there's that and there's all these other rumors in Canada of other taxes that the federal government is considering, whether it be on your personal real estate, etc. So all these things start to add up and you start to think, well, it's it's not a friendly place to do business anymore. And, you know, you start thinking about what your options are. I want to thank Hugh and Chris for being our guests this week. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.